I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, this is Nadine Dietz, host of CMO Moves. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thanks so much for stopping by today and to give you a quick overview on what to expect. CMO Moves is all about game-changing leaders, their incredible journeys, the moves that they've made, and most importantly, their personal stories of how they got to be the leaders of some of the world's most exciting brands. I hope you'll enjoy their stories as much as I do and take away a few tips and some inspiration for your day. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to CMO Moves. Today I have Andrea Zumeski with me, who is the CMO of KFC US. Andrea, hi and welcome to the show. Hi, Nadine. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited that you're here. I had such a fun time chatting with you a few weeks ago about all the cool things that you're doing at KFC. But first, can you share with us a little bit about your current role and why you decided to take that on? Absolutely. My current role is the Chief Marketing Officer for KFC US. And in this role, I am really charged uh, with growing this $4 billion, hugely iconic brand, and really connecting with our customers through bold advertising, creating a really craveable menu and promotions, and also bringing innovation that our customers are going to be really excited about. And you asked about why I decided to take this on. And this is my first CMO role. And I took it on just over a year ago. And doing so, I left a 20-year career at Procter & Gamble. And truth be told, I was not looking to make a change. I had a hugely challenging role on one of our biggest brands. I worked on Pampers. I had a lot of support. I knew how to get things done there. My husband and I had just spent 18 months building a dream home in Cincinnati, Ohio, where uh, Procter & Gamble is, is headquartered. In fact, we had, we had moved into the house that we had built on August 1st, and Kevin, my current boss, called me, I think, on August 21st to ask me about this role. And my first reaction, of course, was to just say no because I was in a pretty comfortable place. But as I learned more about this brand and what was happening here at KFC, I really felt drawn to this role and this brand. The brand is what I would call a marketer's dream. We have iconic assets like Finger Lickin' Good, The Bucket, Colonel Sanders, and Almost every person that I talk to when you ask them about KFC and a KFC memory, 
they all have some kind of memory, often similar to my own, which is sitting around a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken with your family as a child. So it's a really, really special brand. And as I got deeper into it, I think even more importantly is that I really connect with the values of this brand. I'm a small town girl. I was raised on small town values. And as I learned about the values of Colonel Sanders that he built this company on, they're very similar to how I was raised. And so as I spent time with the people here and as I joined this organization, I feel as if I've kind of almost returned to my roots. So if you take all of those things along with the fact that this brand is in the midst of a kind of monumental turnaround, this year we'll deliver our fifth consecutive year of same-store sales growth. It really gave me the opportunity to be a leader on this brand with its story and this turnaround. It was just something that I couldn't turn down. So after my husband and I paid, I think, three mortgage payments on our uh, home that we had, that we had built, uh, we sold that dream house and moved the family to Louisville. And, you know, one of my kind of life principles is that nothing great ever happens when you're comfortable. Good things will happen. Don't get me wrong, right? Uh, when you're in a place of comfort, good things will happen. But to really break through to something great, you have to put yourself out there and out of your comfort zone. And this opportunity was a big test to that principle. And it has just proven once again to be so true. And I'm just so grateful for this opportunity and I'm just having the time of my life. Okay, wow. So you sold your dream home and you got outside your comfort zone. I love how you said that too, what a great lesson. And you also mentioned something about shared values and that you're a small town girl with small town values. And you can really relate to that because KFC shares some of those values. Can you tell me what they are? I was raised on things like hard work and determination. My dad was a diesel mechanic growing up. He is to this day one of the hardest workers that I know. He'd get caught out in the middle of the night. And so I have this gene that I talk about that's called stubbornness. Um, And he really taught me that if I could turn that stubbornness into persistence, that I could really achieve anything. So things like persistence and optimism and hard work. He also taught me about if it's worth doing, it's worth doing right. And these are a lot of the same values that Colonel Sanders built KFC on. He'll talk about doing things the hard way or the right way when it comes to to making chicken. You know, we still bring our chicken into the back of the restaurants and hand bread it and make it with this pressure frying process that he invented, not because it's the easy way, but it's what he would call the hard way. Or if my dad would say it the right way, if you're going to do it, if you're going to do it, do it right. So many good lessons in there. I've, I've written all of them down. So it'll be my checklist of things to remind myself for 2019. Um, <laughs> so thanks, thanks for sharing that. Okay. So well, let's talk about some of the cool things then that you're doing at KFC because gosh, you have a, a long list of fun things that you're working on, but what are some of your favorites? Yeah. So if you spend any time with me, you will know that I am a like super passionate person. And one of my values is to really work on things I'm passionate about. And I am super passionate about where we're taking this brand and 
about continuing to lead this turnaround into kind of these next chapters. And I think there's two big buckets of things that I am most excited about. The first is going even bigger and bolder with our advertising campaign. And the second is really creating an incredible and impactful food innovation stream on this brand. So on advertising, we are on year four of our Kernel campaign, which is a really exciting campaign. We won campaign of the year this year from AdAge. And being in our fourth year of the campaign has really allowed us to figure out how we push out on the boundaries. I think sometimes as marketers, we get tired of our campaigns faster than our customers do. And at KFC, we have a campaign that's really working that our customers are really excited about. And we're sticking with it and finding ways to continue to elevate it, continue to become bolder with it. And it's really paying off for us. When I got here, one of the first uh, decisions that I had to make was bringing on our first female colonel. So Reba McIntyre was our first female colonel. We launched her in January of this year. Um, and it was such an exciting moment of, uh, for the brand and also proved that we can push the boundaries out on this campaign. And then we've just continued to do bolder and bolder things. We just also now launched a very unique union between uh, our own Colonel Sanders and another incredible icon of Mrs. Buttersworth and a very unexpected union to launch our chicken and waffles product. And it's so unexpected and our customers just get really, really excited about it every time we bring something that really pushes out on those boundaries and, and gets unexpected. So I think 2019 will be another year where we go and find even more unexpected and bolder ways to bring this campaign to life for our customers along with our, our partners at Widen and Kennedy. And then on innovation, we have this world-class food innovation team who has just rallied around this idea of bringing impactful innovation and then doing it in a way that is delicious and craveable and to go back to what I said about the kernel done the right way or done the hard way. We just launched chicken and waffles which I am calling kind of a debut of our innovation program and this has been I think a great example of how we can do that. I think one publication said Something like KFC just launched chicken and waffles and it's about damn time, which, you know, I agree with. This has <laughs> such an obvious innovation for us and new to the industry. Most people know about chicken and waffles, but most people have never had the opportunity to try it either because they don't know where to get it or they can't afford it. And we found a way to, to change that. And we're really excited about the response that we've gotten. We've been working on trying to bring a waffle to QSR for actually several years because we would only do it the right way with something that's delicious and craveable. And then we finally found this delicious Belgium style liege waffle and our food innovation team and ops team uh, worked together to make that a reality. And this is just really the beginning for the kind of innovation that we're going to bring forward as we go into 2019. Delicious and craveable. It struck me that I didn't have lunch before I started talking to you. So oh, I'm so sorry for that. <laughs> Now I have a craving for chicken and waffles, and I'm going to try to get through the rest of this podcast without going to the refrigerator. Okay, let's change the topic then. Let's talk about innovation in 2019. So you mentioned it a couple times that you're really looking forward to 2019. Any particular things that you're super excited about? I'm very excited about 
again, our innovation program that we're bringing in 2019, we're going to have new innovation, new kind of mashups with other partnerships with with brands that we're going to bring. One thing that we have in test right now are Cinnabon biscuits, which we're really excited about. Again, a mashup of our very famous biscuits uh, with a brand like Cinnabon. We're excited to, to bring that. That's just another example of incredible innovation that we have in test right now that could be possible. Uh, we also have a partnership with Grubhub. We know making our brand more accessible is really important and consumers today expect to experience brands kind of on their terms, right? If you didn't get lunch, you're hungry, you want to be able to just call and have it delivered to your doorstep. So, and that's also going to impact the way that we do marketing. So 2019 is going to be a big year. We're in almost 2000 restaurants right now with Grubhub. We're going to continue to expand that, also have order ahead and also test how this is going to change our marketing going from more traditional marketing to performance marketing. Oh my gosh, that is so exciting. And I'm so glad you mentioned Grubhub. I just talked to Barbara Martin Coppola just last week. And oh, fantastic. Yeah, she was the CMO of Grubhub and then went yes. to Ikea as the chief digital officer. And she and I have spent a lot of time with Grubhub when she was there. And wow, they are just such a cool company. So anyways, that's, that's such a great idea. I love that. So you were talking about the the innovation team. How does that fit in the organization? I mean, are they part of marketing? Is it R&D or do you work cross-functionally with them? Like, how's your team organized? So our food innovation team is its own function and we partner very collaboratively with them. Unleashing kind of the potential of a cross-functional team is something that's quite personal for me. I started my career actually in IT, so at P&G. And in CPG, IT is not the hub of the wheel and especially not 20 years ago when I was starting. And so I got to witness firsthand what it felt like and what I could bring to the business when a big cross-functional leader valued my role and understood what I could contribute to that role. So as a leader, it's so important to me that I unleash that potential of a cross-functional team. So I really believe in the power of that and what you can deliver when everyone is inspired and enabled to contribute at their highest potential. And I also believe that not much really ever happens without the multifunctional team. So by KFC, I get to work with this innovation team that we talked about, which is developing idea after idea of exciting and craveable innovation. But also we have an operations team that um, in order for any of those ideas uh, to work and be available to our customers, we have to figure out how in the heck is that going to get done in 4,000 of our restaurants. And our operations team, you know, has to do that. I talked about chicken and waffles a little bit. It's a great example of how do you deliver a waffle that's going to be delicious and fresh in a QSR environment in a back of house of QSR. And it's really only through that partnership of that food innovation team, of operations team and marketing all working together and bringing our unique expertise that we were able to find a way to bring this product to life in these 4,000 restaurants so our customers could come and enjoy it. So fascinating. And yeah, I want to go back to something really quickly, though, that you just said uh, when you started answering that question. You were talking about how you started in IT. 
And I perked up because I actually didn't know that. And that's actually really fascinating. You mentioned something earlier too about being very excited to really bring the digital component into the mix. And so can you talk a little bit more about your background and how you see that really supporting your efforts today? I do think that it gives me an interesting purview into what it means to be on a cross-functional team because I've worked in multiple functions. I also think that today of all days, it is such a benefit to have some kind of IT background because IT is really becoming at the center of everything that we do and the future of where we're going to be as marketers. Those brands that can leverage the power of data and who can be available to customers on their terms, which requires technology today, are the brands that are going to win the hearts and minds of customers. Uh, so I think having at least now my, my knowledge will be a bit outdated, but at least having a working knowledge of how that function operates, I, I do think helps me be a better and stronger marketer. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, obviously, the marketing role has evolved so much in not only the last 10 years, but it it seems like it's morphing even faster in the last three or four years to include just about everything under the sun at this point. You have to have the digital chops, the financial chops, the creative chops, the analytical chops. And so when you started in IT, did you ever think you'd go into marketing and, and or become the CMO of a company like KFC? Oh gosh, not in my wildest dreams. And I I had pretty big dreams, but you know, I mentioned that I'm from this small town. I'm the first in my immediate family to graduate with a bachelor's degree. My degree is in engineering actually of all things. Wow. Because I was really good at math and science. And so that made a ton of sense, but pretty quickly realized that uh, maybe I didn't actually want to be an engineer, but It was a great degree and taught me how to problem solve. And so I finished that. But I kind of happened into this career in IT, working for a fantastic company, Procter & Gamble, that I was very excited to be part of. And a few years in, I realized that my passion just was not in IT. And just one of my big, big, I mentioned this, principles is, I am a passionate, passionate person, and I just have to be working on things that I'm passionate about. And IT just wasn't it for me. But I had no idea what it was I wanted to do. I wouldn't have even known what a chief marketing officer was uh, at that point in my life. And I was doing really well in IT. I was doing really well at Procter & Gamble. And so I just decided maybe I just needed to take another angle on IT. So I took a role that was called a business analyst, very heavy into data and business drivers, but it gave me the opportunity to join a business team for the first time. I joined the Crest team and sat on a multifunctional team with a marketing director. And it was a couple months into that, that, you know, sitting in those multifunctional leadership teams that, you know, I looked at that marketing director and I was like, wait a minute, I think that's what I want to be. I want to, I want to do that. And luckily it was, just an incredible uh, individual who's still a mentor and friend to me today, who saw something in me and sponsored me coming over to marketing. And I made that switch and I have just never looked back. 
And it's been through that journey that I thought, okay, maybe someday I could be that chief marketing officer. So it's pretty cool now to look back on. I never would have thought as a child, this is where I would be, but it just is, I think, the perfect place for me. That's such a fascinating journey. And I know in today's environment, it's really hard for young marketers, especially to know how to gather all the skills that they're going to need throughout their career. So I really loved your story about how you joined different teams and you really opened your mind and, uh, and you said it up front too. You said, get outside your own comfort zone, you know, Mm -hmm. to really grow. Do you have any other tips for people who might be tuning in on how they can really think about their path and it may have lots of different branching off points, but like something that can help them grow? Absolutely. I mean, I said, I think the number one thing is to just continuously put yourself, ask yourself, am I putting myself in situations where I'm uncomfortable enough? And I think that that is the case, not only for career moves. I think it's also the case for making business decisions when you're running your brand to make decisions that put you in a place of you know, I've done all my analysis and I, there's all the reasons why this is the right thing to do, but do I have myself out there kind of on the hairy edge? And I think that's where you'll also see greatness on your brand or your business that you're working with as well. So I would apply that, the comfort principle, I call it, uh, to both kind of personal growth as well as running your business. Now, the other thing that I would say from a career point of view that I've kind of learned the hard way, I will tell you is not trying to control too much when it comes to career. You know, early in my career, I thought, I'm going to lay out this plan, especially when I (laughs) got into marketing, right? I know exactly what my next role and then the next role, and then this is where I'm going to get, and then you'll see me, you know, at the top here. Um, And what I have learned is that it is an unexpected journey, and the things that you may not think are going to lead you to your end point will many times be the exact thing that leads you to your end point. You know, I'll give one story that I think was kind of a, a standout moment for me. I was coming back from my first maternity leave, which for me was a particularly, I would say, vulnerable point in my life and definitely in my career. And I will tell you, I had my very clear plan for how I was going to prove myself and continue as quickly on my path as I had was before kids. And I was just kind of, I had worked with all of my mentors, all of my sponsors ahead of of leaving on maternity leave and been very clear about what I was going to do when I returned and and all of those things. And then I came back and I was in a, a little special assignment that was very cool, but was kind of a a place that I, that where I was working until my big job, my big next job was going to become available. And uh, with this special assignment, I had taken a trip to Japan. So my first big international trip away from my twin babies who were at home. So talk about like vulnerable on top of vulnerable. And uh, my manager came to me and said, okay, we, we now have your big role that you're going to go into. And here it is. And it was the complete opposite from the plan that we had been planning for the last year since I had announced that I was pregnant. And I will tell you, I like ran to the bathroom crying and thought it was a complete disaster and how was I ever gonna gonna meet my goals. 
I turned down the role. My mentor and sponsor who Jody Allen, she's now the CMO of Hertz. She's she had been a mentor and sponsor to me since I was in IT. She started her career in IT as well. And she, you know, calls me and is trying to talk me off of a ledge and I'll, I'll never forget it. She said to me, Andrea, I'm just going to say this is going to be one of those trust me moments. We know each other. We've got a long-standing relationship. I just need you to trust me. This is going to be the right thing for your career. And that's what led me to, to be on Pampers, which was an incredible experience. I experienced tremendous growth, both culturally, uh, on building a team, on building this incredible iconic brand. I worked for some of the most brilliant marketers in my career who taught me a lot about how to do marketing. And it was an incredible growth experience. And by the way, I made it to the next level faster than I ever would have on the path that I thought was the right one. So I tell that story more of a lesson of have people around you that you trust and don't always think that just because you have a plan for exactly how your career is, is going to shape up and that you're going to have control of it, put your trust in the people around you and then do the hard work and it will work out even better than what you expected. That was a really great story. It kind of gave me goosebumps because it was so powerful that there you were in tears and you actually did trust someone enough to have that trust me moment and look where you are now. So thanks for sharing that. So we are unfortunately coming close to the end of our time. I want to tackle two more quick things with you, if we could. And because I really have not stopped thinking about this since you said it the first time. And you used a phrase, do marketing as a magnet versus a mirror. And I was wondering if you could explain that to me. Absolutely. This really is one of our mantras here at KFC. And really what it means is we want our brand, KFC, to be a magnet for culture. We don't want to just mirror what's happening in culture. So I'll give an example of that. We want our brand to be in pop culture, right? One of the things that we are tasked with is making KFC very relevant And as many brands, we want our brand to be top of mind and part of what's happening in pop culture. And, you know, there are different ways to do that. And the bar that we hold ourselves to is that if we're going to insert our brand into something that's happening in culture, we want to either create our own culture as a magnet that people want to be part of, or we want to elevate the experience that customers are already having, that people are already having in that important culture thing. And we want KFC to be doing things that are unexpected, that people want to be part of. So an example is something that uh, we did with uh, ESPN this year. I don't know if you've ever heard of ESPN, the Ocho, but if you happen to be a fan of the movie Dodgeball, uh, it is a day that ESPN does as an ode to uh, the movie Dodgeball. And they basically turn an entire ESPN channel into ESPN the Ocho and have all kinds of off-the-wall sporting events that happen all day long with announcers similar to Dodgeball. And it's really quite a a fun thing and millions of people tune in to to be part of this. And we thought this would be a great experience for KFC to be part of. But again, holding that bar of we're not just going to like say this is the ESPN the Ocho brought to you by KFC, which would be much more of a kind of mirror, just inserting ourselves into that and kind of reflecting on what's happening in culture. 
we wanted to be a magnet and be something where we elevate that experience and have something additional that people want to be part of. So we created our own KFC events and we had sporting events that are not off the wall like boxing, but the flip that we put on it was that the people that were participating were real athletes and they had to do these games with a bucket with a KFC bucket on their head. Uh, and it just, and we had these events that we had hurdles, we had boxing, uh, several events throughout the day. And I mean, we had some of the highest viewed Instagram posts that ESPN has ever had on this because we created something that people wanted to be a part of that was really fun to watch, uniquely KFC and just completely unexpected. So that's just one example of what that means to really be a magnet of something that people want to be part of additional versus just mirroring what's happening in culture. I love it. And I'm going to have to go check out all those posts. So that those sounds really fun. It's called the battle of the buckets, (laughs) the battle of the buckets. Okay. Noted. And uh, I'm going to go check it out. So cool. Well, I could spend uh, a lot more time chatting with you because I know you you've done so many more fun things there, but unfortunately we're out of time for today, but Maybe soon we'll do a round two. And so my last question, I never let anybody leave without answering this question. If you weren't a CMO and money and talent were no object, what would you be doing? Well, um, I love this question. It's just such a great time to use our imagination. I have to say, if I go back to my childhood, my childhood dream was to be an astronaut. Um, all things. So I think I would have to say that if, if none of those things were any, any object, I would want to be an astronaut and go to space, which uh, I think will be within, uh, within my lifetime, the ability to do that. And so, and, you know, to be an astronaut, I love problem solving. Uh, I mentioned I have an engineering degree. So to be an astronaut, you've got to, you got to problem solve and you got to bring a ton of passion. So I think I would uh, choose to be an astronaut. Yeah, let's not forget bravery in there. (laughs) (laughs) There's that too. (laughs) Yeah, okay. And, uh, you know, ignoring the fear of dying, you know. uh, So, but uh, yeah, I'll I'll wave to you as you take off for space one day. Um, Awesome. Well, thank you so much for spending the time with me today. I really had fun and, and love hearing your stories. So thank you for sharing them. Oh, great. Thank you so much for the time, Nadine. This was really fun. Thank you. Talk soon. Take care. Bye. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 